check. What up, chat? Oh, not too much, you know, just, uh, just, you know, just living, loving. It's raining out there. That never happens, so that's yeah. a thing. Shout out to climate change. Can't wait until we become a tropical island. Oh, I'm so ready. The island of California. I'm waiting for this uh, property I bought out in Death Valley to uh, become beachfront. Yeah. It's going to be lit. <laughs> yeah. Never mind all the polluted water in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, fuck them. <laughs> the purely toxic water. Oh my god. Yeah. Never mind any of that because you're listening to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, uh, ostensibly about nerd stuff. And uh, this week we've got a recap for you of Anime Los Angeles. Yeah, buddy. And you know what? It was a it was a good time. Uh, you want to recap uh, events up until I guess Sunday morning? I sure. I mean, there's no like singular single like instance that happened. There was no like events going on minus the one that made the news. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. For me, it was kind of like what ALA used to be. Mostly because I never really left the hotel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, spent a good portion of that convention just drunk in my room. And that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, you know, that's one of the more underrated experiences that you can have at ALA. I think that uh, hanging out with friends is cool and shit. But like being in a place where you can actually just sit down and relax for the weekend is actually something that I find more beneficial than uh, advancing a cosplay career that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, dating Nikki, her being a cosplayer, our goals are so different at conventions. And I think ALA is probably the one that highlights that the most, either that or Fanime. But like... ALA isn't really a great cosplay con or like it's not the convention itself is kind of whatever. That was never really the draw. The draw was that it was a good place to hang out with friends and just get blasted all weekend. And uh, yeah, so that's my goal. And then, you know, Nick, you actually wants to do meetups and go to the dealers hall and, you know, actually participate in the convention and i say no nah, fuck that <laughs> i got my hotel room i'm good to go <laughs> i miss the olden days perhaps i'm more nostalgic i haven't been to a convention in like two years or something yeah, it's been like a that. while yeah so the homies that used to come down from canada oh yeah and like the homies from arizona and yeah. all those spots like those are those are the people that i really want to see not to say that like i didn't see anybody here this weekend that uh i didn't want to because i definitely did see a bunch of people that i do miss and yeah. i haven't seen in a long time and it was good to see them but like where are all you international motherfuckers are you gonna make me get on a plane <laughs> to come see you yeah that's true i hadn't really considered that no one traveled that far for this one not that i'm aware of or not that like i was close to because 
most of the people that I saw there were all California based. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I saw a couple of cats from uh, Las Vegas and probably a few people from Arizona. But yeah, no, we used to have folks flying out from Canada, from a lot of Seattle would come down. We, there was still a good portion of Seattle was there. Uh, some East Coast people would come through. But uh, yeah, there was there was a lot less of that this time around. If I had to guess, it's because everybody's getting older and they're yeah. realizing that they don't want to split a room with 30 people. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a thing. And it gets expensive. Yeah, it's considerably more expensive than it was when we were younger. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like even at the LAX Marriott, I don't remember ever spending over $100 for a room even when there was just me and one other person. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the price of things back then. I know this weekend was pretty damn cheap for me cuz we had a gang of people in there. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. That's not I that's it, not ideal. Sleeping conditions were actually all right cuz uh one guy brought a hammock and then we had a king bed and uh a pull-out couch. So oh, that's yeah. that's sleeping six comfortably right there. And oh, we only had six in the room most of the time. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, now that I think about it, none of the people that you were with were like gigantic. Dudes. <laughs> yeah, it would be considerably less comfortable if everybody was my size. Yeah, that uh, that makes things a little more difficult. We had some uh, with some small people in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. My experience was pretty all right. Uh, I showed up on Friday and being more adventurous than I normally am uh, or used to be anyway at conventions, I used to insulate myself around people that I like, just sit around and just not meet anybody else. But like this time I said, fuck it. Let's let's go. Let's go hard. Let's meet a bunch of new people. Let's go shake hands, kiss babies and leave the room and stuff. Because prior, my whole experience was just like your weekend. I'd get to the hotel, sit in the room all weekend, come out for food maybe, and just drink myself stupid constantly, and then move on. Honestly, a great time. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> and it was. Not to like shit on that time, but like this time I was just like, fuck it, let's go do some stuff. Yeah. So um, on the first night, I didn't actually get around to doing too much because I got fucking blasted super quick. <laughs> I went over to a friend of ours' room that – constantly has the liquor yeah and climbed out of a window <laughs> climbed out of a first floor window for no reason at all because you could yeah uh people were using that window as a fucking highway <laughs> <laughs> coming in and out it was actually kind of wild man yeah man uh i just it was it was a good time it was a good time and i really enjoyed getting fucking drunk night two uh, which was Saturday night, and we'll get into Sunday morning as this goes, uh, was actually way more chill for me. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, I couldn't force myself to drink like I used to when I was like 25, where I would just get up, drink Coors Light all day, maybe nibble on a bag of chips, and then continue going. I just kind of sat around and sulked most of the day because like, I didn't have the energy to leave the room. And yeah, all right. I, I mean, didn't drink anything for like the first five or six hours I was awake. It was incredible. That, man, that never happens at conventions. Yeah. But you did 
despite your protests, I offered you a shot once and you're like, no, I can't do that. All right, pull up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can't, I mean, like, I reconsidered it almost immediately because it's like, I'm on fucking vacation, dog. I can do this. I, uh, I, I suppose I should detail my days a little bit more now that I'm actually recounting or like recalling what was happening. But I had to leave Friday night. Like I could, I wasn't there Friday night. So you came back to San Diego. No, I was there. I was, uh, still in LA, but just not at the con. Oh, you're grabbing Nikki. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, I, uh, came back on Saturday round about three o'clock. And when I got there, most of my room was just leaving to go do whatever. And, uh, yeah. So I said, well, I'm not going to drink alone. And then the other guy that was the only other person in the room was like, oh, well, I can't actually drink until like 8 p.m. today. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm drinking alone. And when I'm determined to get drunk, it happens quick. I hadn't really considered it, but it, I mean, it just ended up being like, OK, let me take two shots, chase that with a mixed drink, chase that with a beer. And, you know, within about an hour and a half, I was uh, I was doing all right. That was 4 p.m. Well, by the time I started actually being drunk on Saturday. So by the time 2 o'clock rolled around and I'm wondering, like 2 a.m., I'm wondering, man, why don't I want to drink anymore? Oh, yeah. It's been 10 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Saturday night was sick as fuck for me. Uh, I went with uh, a couple friends of ours that live in the area, or I guess as close to the area as you can get. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They live... I guess the Uber to where we were was probably $30 from where they live. That ain't bad. No, not at all. So uh, they're a couple, so they came through, and we turned the fuck up. Uh, I went to go get dinner with them, or not. Yeah, I guess we ate ate dinner by coincidence (laughs) while we were out. But we went to this local brewery called Homage Brewing, Mm -hmm. and it's out in Pomona. I thought it was all right. Um, Not to say that it's a great brewery or anything like it's okay but like considering that like i think that my bias is pretty heavy because i am in san diego and i'm from san diego and i think the beer here is like basically number one in the nation you got enough options that it better be yeah i mean 160 or 159 somewhere around there there's a lot here so there's there's a good chance that uh, if we don't have at least one great American beer festival placing beer somewhere here, yeah. then, like, we're not in the show. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean, like, that's the craziest thing because the beer game here is just so different from everywhere else. And I think we succeed in a lot of places where a lot of other places fail. But, like, our greatest challenge here is the water that we use in the beer <laughs> because that actually makes a big difference well, in yeah. the taste. I mean, it is, you know, the majority ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard water, soft water. Uh, hard water lends itself better to hoppier beers and soft water. Is that the- why we have so many IPAs? Because mm-hmm. the water out here is hard as fuck. <laughs> no, I mean... 
I guess kind of because that's just what sells out here regardless. Yeah. I think even if we had soft water, people would still be drinking like these yeah, shitty IPAs. But anyway, uh, Homage Brewing, if you're in Pomona, I guess check it out. I mean, it's not – I wouldn't even rank it. Uh, on the <laughs> like, If I were to have a bright scale for beer uh, where I guess like Coors Light and Bud Light with Lime are not – good period there's like they have a time and a place but they're not necessarily enjoyable no but if i had to yes they're very effective you don't feel as bloated drinking them like it's not as if i'm drinking a fucking nine percent stout every time i'm drinking a coors light like it's yeah i get bloated after that but if i had to the bright scale can't be applied to these beers because like movies and beer are uh so different but like in the closest approximation i can't give you like a a craft beer that i've had that was just like kind of whatever except for this place this place is the first place that i've had that i've been like oh this is like all right like it's not bad but it's not good and like i would apply the bright scale to it it would land directly in the middle of that scale three brights out of five (laughs) but like coors light and bud light with lime can't go on to that scale because they're just they might as well not even be beer they might as well be in the same category as something like a four loco or a mad dog 2020 because you're drinking that shit not because you enjoy it but because you want to get fucking blasted i am here to turn up for cheap yeah boone's farm andre oh yeah cisco franzia (laughs) night train (laughs) there are a lot of things that uh don't taste good, but they got the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're if you're about that frou frou shit, hey. drink that Boone's Farm. Hey, <laughs> like that shit is delicious. And Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. If you cut that shit with like a soda water or a Sprite, you're in a good place. Man, I it wasn't until you mentioned that some year ago or so. That I'd even considered cutting Mad Dog, like I would just take it to the neck and just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's got its purpose. I mean, yeah, it'll get you real fucked up. Oh, it'll get you real good. And I mean, like, shit, one of those bottles, you're good for the night. Yeah, there's so much sugar and like liquor in it, and yeah. it's not normal liquor. Now I'm starting to realize different things get me drunk in a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I only really enjoy being beer drunk most times. Mm. Hard liquor drunk dries me out too much. And like wine drunk is like gross. The thing with hard liquor drunk for me is that it has to be enough drinks of sufficient strength that aren't like crazy sugary. Like I can have one or two really sweet drinks in a night. But if I'm sipping on, you know, say like weak ass rum and coke all night. I'll either A, not get drunk at all, or B, get drunk, but just feel like shit because of all the sugar. Yeah. And I'm not about to switch to Diet Coke or anything like that. I hate the taste of fake sugar, so that's not a thing. So, you know, if if you're trying to turn the fuck up, you take shots, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you take them directly to the neck. That's right. (laughs) Uh, What was that? Roll on applied directly to the forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Straight shots applied directly to the (laughs) neck. Uh, well, anyway, that night I go out and I meet a bunch of new people 
and like it was actually really fun uh met uh this woman that you and i know and her new boyfriend and a bunch of his friends and like it was a really cool time i met this lady that i'm really upset is like not single (laughs) Uh, she's a lovely woman and i like her a lot and she's not listening to this but if every i hope everything works out with you and your husband that's how much i like you uh but if it doesn't i'm around yeah you know who to call (laughs) um so I get back to the room and like because I'm kind of an old bitch when it comes to like staying up late, I get in bed around like, I don't know, 1.30, yeah, you know. maybe 1, something like that. And like I'm just starting to get back to sleep when I wake up to the sound of people screaming. Ah. And this isn't normal screaming this isn't just like ah we're having a good time ha 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 this is like this is terror all right and men are screaming too okay and so uh i wake up to this and because i was asleep i'm a little bit disoriented sure and i hear two pops and i was just like uh who's out here shooting is some and like somebody screaming run outside and like my brain is racing and like when i say this is like the single most terrifying thing that i've experienced in a very long time like i'm not fucking kidding and like this somebody screaming run like not in like a run but like in a way that your voice bends when you're fucking afraid ah yeah so Luckily, there's a partition between me and the window. So I'm like, oh, if there's a dude outside with a fucking gun, uh, I should probably stay inside. But yeah. luckily, I'm safe in bed because he can't see me. Ha-ha. But if I go to turn off this light, he'll know somebody's here. And uh, that's not something that I want anybody to know. Uh, yep. And so because I know that most everybody had left the hotel that I knew – but I knew one person was on their way. I called the one person. And I'm like, yo, dog, uh, be fucking careful because I think somebody's shooting outside. Like, and this was me like being 1000% real. Yeah. Like, I didn't know whether or not like this was actually the case, but you know what? Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's play it safe here. Yeah. So I go out to the hallway, prop the door open. Nobody's going to see me from the window. We're on the second floor or whatever. So uh, I go down to the hallway to your room mm. to see if anybody's in there and like uh, the high yellow fella <laughs> and his girlfriend are present. Uh, so they, they're, they know what's going on. They, they have some idea of what's going on because there's no alarm in our section of the hotel. Like, yeah. Nothing is going. And I'm like, this is, it was oddly silent. The door at the end of the hall is closed and like, I'm not hearing shit. I'm still a little bit disoriented and like not focused from uh, being asleep. Yeah. So I just, I'm like chilling, like I'm in the room. And then like uh, I get a call from the dude that I called initially. And he's just like, okay, Denzel, don't trip. It's, there's something on fire, but like it's literally right outside of your room. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you mean? And he was just like, somebody set something on fire or some cars exploded or something. Something happened. And the police are here and the fire department's here. So by the time I get from back from your room uh, to my room, uh, I see the fire department's outside already. Yeah. Hosing down the cars that are closest to uh, the window for our room or for my room. 
and I see the fire marshal outside with a fucking uh, uh, flashlight beaming it into rooms to see if people are there. And this motherfucker spots me. I walk up to the window. This fucker spots me, points at me, and says, get out. And I was just like, well, you got me. So I'm wearing basketball shorts and a long sleeve shirt. And I put on some shoes and I walk out of the hotel room. Uh, I don't run because now I know it's a fire. Yeah. And um, I, I get outside and we have to wait for, I don't know, about 40 or so minutes before yeah. they let us back in. And all the while I'm outside, like just actually pretty cold. Yeah, but, it was chilly that night. But I'm extremely fortunate that it wasn't raining. Yeah, which it was predicted to rain all weekend and didn't. Oh, uh, it no. It did briefly. It did that same day. That's right. Yeah, it was before I got there. It had stopped by the time I got there. Yeah. It was like dumping in the morning. Oof. But yeah, it was that was an experience, and I don't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty fucking wild. I was at a different hotel at that time because the hotel we were staying at, funny enough, was where a lot of our friends were staying, but uh, the Radisson is like the party hotel because it's the cheapest and it's closest to the convention center. So that's where like people go to be fucking stupid. And so I'm, I'm at that hotel still drinking up a storm and, you know, someone mentions, Hey, there's a car fire in, in the hotel parking lot, you know, at my hotel. And then I was actually parked at a different hotel entirely. So I'm like, okay, it's a car fire. That happens. It sucks. But it was probably, you know, someone fucked up. I don't know. And, you know, I kept getting messages from people like, hey, I know you're staying at this hotel. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's just a car fire. Then someone showed me a picture of the blaze that was going on. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let me start calling people. And, uh, you know, everyone was fine. This was already like when people started evacuating because, you know, at least three people from my room were already back in bed, like <laughs> ready to sleep. And, uh, you know, that, those, they were the people that called me, but, uh, you know, everyone was fine. No one was hurting the fire, but yeah, shit's crazy. Turns out what happened was, uh, there was this really fucking weird, uh, cosplayer who was really into this girl who he was cosplaying with. And he was none too happy to find out that she had a boyfriend and so he dumped two cans of gasoline on her car and um, threw a match on there. Match didn't take. He had a lighter. And, uh, yeah, shit blew up, took out seven cars, and it was right outside of our hotel. Yeah, and when I say uh, my hotel room was, like, right next to it, what I mean in reality is there was my hotel room, one more hotel room, and then the parking lot where the cars were on fire. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash that Denzel, uh-huh. uh, there's an album that I have uh, where there's like a video and uh, and a picture of what happened. Yeah. But there's um, somebody, somebody, I think it was the night manager at that hotel had 
given a quote to a local news organization about what he saw on the video feed. And that shit was goofy as fuck. Oh, really? You see the guy walking up with gas cans, sets them down, and puts gas all over the cars, Pritchard said, describing what he saw in the surveillance footage. He smokes a cigarette, goes back, throws a cigarette down, tries to ignite the car, and when that doesn't work, he takes a lighter and puts it down and lights it. So he tries to flick a <laughs> cigarette. Oh, he tries cigarette. to be a badass about it. Yeah. It's fucking goofball. Yeah. So he's like trying to be like a tough Mel Gibson in payback action movie <laughs> guy. Flicking a... That doesn't work IRL. No. <laughs> As he found out. Somebody was telling me that some guy saw him doing it in the parking oh, lot. Oh, really? Yeah. And he took out his phone, got video of him, and was like chasing him down and taking pictures of his car and shit. Oh, shit. And that's part of the reason why uh, the cops caught him so quickly. Okay. Because somebody did actually see him. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. I, I thought it was just because, you know, because of the security footage and the you know woman who was targeted was like, that's that motherfucker that won't leave me alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. And not... Not to like make light of the situation, but there was a photographer who saw a couple of our friends posing in front of the burned out cars oh, the next geez. day, and he posted this long screed on Facebook about it, about how it was disgusting and disrespectful that these guys hit the Slav squat in front of these two cars, and like, it is a bit disrespectful. See, so I understand that. 100% because uh, the two dudes, at least one of them I know, uh, would have been savvy enough to know not to post that on social media like publicly. Yeah. He probably put it in whatever private groups he's a part of as like kind of a haha funny like this is a crass joke that I'm doing. But this other dude, this photographer posted it on Facebook and my response was like, dog, like you think it's so disrespectful, but by you posting this, something that nobody would have seen otherwise, nobody would have known about otherwise, you are literally making it accessible to the people that you feel have been disrespected so much. Like, yeah, you're doing, you're probably putting this in front of their faces and it, it would have just gone, come and gone completely unknown. Otherwise, yeah, it's the Streisand effect. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose to a certain degree. I don't, I don't know exactly. I mean, in a way, he's saying, hey, don't do this, and, you know, trying to name and shame, but by doing that, it's calling a bunch of attention to it. Yeah. Which, you Fair know. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yes, it was disrespectful of them, but it's also, it was such an absurd happening and no one was hurt. Like, yes, seven people got, sev- or at least seven people got severely fucked over by this guy's actions. And I know at least three of them were not covered by insurance. And that sucks because they had liability. And apparently that doesn't count. And, uh, you know, that really sucks. And they all have GoFundMes. And we should probably post up some links to the victims, you know, so you can support their fundraising efforts because holy shit that sucks yeah but it was such a surreal experience for a lot of us like none of us had seen anything so destructive and at like in such an unexpected place and in such an unexpected way like 
it, it, would, it would be different if it was like there was a school shooting and you're standing over the corpse. Like that's like holy shit! Don't you <laughs> don't even think about that. Yeah, but like extreme vandalism and arson like that. That's no one was hurt, and the evidence was right there. And I mean, shit. That could have been their car anyway. It wasn't, but it could have been their car. A photographer doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So my whole thing is like, yeah, it's disrespectful, uh, but like not super disrespectful. It's not a, like you're not spitting on them and saying like, yo, you deserve this. Fuck yeah, you. It's not laughing at them. It's like just making a joke about a situation. Yeah. It's not. There's a there's a lot that I could say, but yes, people did lose their livelihoods uh, in or a way to maintain their livelihood for a short period of time. Hopefully, short period of time based yeah. on how their like GoFundMe's or whatever are going. Their PayPal. I think they're are, all doing fairly well because of how high profile this has been. But you know, we'll still do our part to bring attention to that. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so. I, uh, I'm i not going to be like Captain Free Speech over here and Freedom of Expression, but like of everything to get mad at, I don't think this is like that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, it's a dumb joke, but again, no one's actually being hurt here. And it's not like there's no statement being made. It's you're just posing in front of damaged property. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks that the property was damaged, but no one was really hurt. And the joke isn't hurting anyone in itself. No. So, yeah. But I guess <laughs> to, like, wrap up the weekend, uh, there was an occurrence that I thought was very funny that happened. Uh-oh. So, I don't know if I told you or if anybody told you this story. Did I tell you what happened almost, like, three hours after that when everybody got back to the room? No. Okay. So, at anime conventions, people are prone to getting fucking turnt. Yeah. Like turned into dirt. Uh, so a couple people that I was rooming with got to that point where they could hardly walk. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and they get into the room. They're like stumbling around. They managed to find their way to the floor. And surprisingly, yeah. they just didn't float into the sky. That's how fucking drunk they were. <laughs> Uh, and they lay down and like I'm not asleep because I, my heart's still beating pretty hard from <laughs> yeah. like almost uh, not being burned alive. If it was the summer, dude, that would have turned out so fucking differently. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's lucky that it had rained earlier that day. Dude, the trees weren't even burned. Yeah. yeah. Was, like, or the leaves were charred a little bit, but like. Yeah, they were fine, though. I'm, but I mean, everything was waterlogged at that point. So it yeah. was very convenient. Yeah, exceedingly convenient. Coincidence but. or conspiracy. Mm. Uh, and so they get back. They're drunk. And they, they're lying on the floor. And I'm awake. And uh, the girl that the homie's with starts coughing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Did she, like, inhale some of this shit? Like, what's going on? Our windows are closed. AC's running. I don't know if it does the inner air filtering thing. Like cars do i'm sure it doesn't uh but you know we can turn that off if she needs it and before i can say anything she's like sitting up and like coughing like really fucking hard Uh, and i'm like yikes what's happening yo you good you good you good you good and so before i know it 
uh, she's throwing up all over my man's. Oh no. (laughs) She's like, and it's not a little bit. It's not a little bit. It goes on for, I know this doesn't sound like, like a long time, but like a solid minute. She's like throwing up. That's a lot of vomit. And it's like wet. You can hear it splashing around. And it's like, she's like, and like, he's at this point, I'm just, the room is dark. The, oh, the TV no. is on, but nothing's connected to it. So the little symbols bouncing around it or whatever. <laughs> and like, there's just a little tiny bit of light coming off of it. I don't see what color the vomit is, but I start to smell it out about out, after about 10 seconds. Oh my God. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? What the fuck is happening right now? So she's throwing up on top of him. God, like they're laying on the floor. They've got like a blanket on them. And she's just like going hard. Is he reacting? He's he's like kind of reacting. He's like patting her on the back or whatever. Oh, but I God. don't think he's like realizing what's happening. Oh no! Because he's not fully covered up. He she's like throwing up on his side and on oh. his shirt, and like he's just patting her on the back. He's probably still fucked up. Yeah, he's probably not entirely sure where he is. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and like he's just like. Oh, maybe somebody's dumping water on me or something. I don't know, like warm water. And he's patting her on the back. And like she eventually stops. Good. And I'm like sitting there in the bed staring. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like I, the widest eyed look I can manage. I'm just staring. And it's dark in there. I'm sure she's not going to notice. And right. Also, she's like very drunk. Yes. And so what she does next astounds me. She takes her head and just drops her face into my man's side where oh, all the vomit is. Her oh, face God. is just sitting in her fucking vomit. No. <laughs> and like the room is starting to stink. And like the there's uh I don't I don't want to be like mean about it because of course they have different bodies than I do. Sure. But like there are a couple people staying in the room with us on the other side of the room who Defy the rules of the room. Uh-oh. Uh The rules are always keep it as cold as possible at all times. Yes. And if you don't like that, don't sit next to the AC. Okay, so, yeah. Of course, they, they shack up in the bed right next to the AC. Of course. And they keep it off most of the night. And like at this point, it's like starting to get a little bit warm in there. Yeah. And on top of that, the vomit is just wafting in the room and it's starting to fill the room. And none of those people woke up from that. Oh no. Okay. And so there, there, there are six people total in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, two are on the floor on one, on the side that I'm on and I'm in the bed and then two are in the bed on one side and one is on the floor. Okay. So I get up because I'm, stone sober at this point <laughs> yeah uh due to events earlier in the night right uh and i turn on the ac full blast no questions asked and i i don't crack the window because i don't know if the fumes are still hanging out outside yeah it still smelled kind of weird in the morning still so yeah, yeah. and at that point there were still police outside mm. like there were i don't know how long they were there they were there for like a couple hours but like they had uh, the first area cordoned off, or they had like I think they used like a three stage thing. Uh, it wasn't the one 
that was there in the morning. Mm-hmm. There was one probably about 15 feet in front of that. Okay. That was uh, blocking people from entering in that area. So I'm just looking out at the window uh, at these cops do their thing. And I'm like playing on my phone for a little bit. And I get back over there and uh, my man's is still laying down. And he's still patting her on the back. And she eventually just slumps back down onto the floor, puts her head on the pillow. And the homeboy, I ask him, I'm like, yo, are you going to take a shower? Because, like, I can, it stinks in there. It smells awful. And this is part of the reason why I know he was still drunk. Because his response to me was, in the morning. And I was just like, oh, I don't think he knows what just happened. Yeah, he was not aware of this. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, about, I don't know how long later. I, I truthfully don't. I was just tooling around on my phone. I was like looking at Instagram or whatever. By the way, the Wi-Fi in that place, fucking A+. Yeah, I was impressed with how strong that signal was. Yeah. Like, throughout. I could stream audio, video. I could do yeah, all I, that. I had my laptop. I was just, I just had a AGDQ running on the TV. Nice. And it was going good the whole last time. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. That's a great hotel. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I I don't and an indeterminate amount of time passes and she starts coughing again. Oh no. And I and like she sits up. And for the first time uh I've watched like hours and hours and hours of uh Key and Peel because the homie put it on in the room. Yeah. Very funny dudes, as it turns out. Never watched their sketch show. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. There's those sketches with Megan. Oh, God. Was where the dude, whatever his name is, like, come on, Megan, you forgot your jacket. Come back to the club. <laughs> yeah. Come back to the club. And she just turns around and says, no. And that's, that's the response I got from Homegirl when I went over to her. And I was just like, yo, like, let me take you to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> let me take you to the bathroom. And she was like, no. And she just lays down flat on the floor. <laughs> and like, and I was just like, all right. Yeah. All right. You do you. You God. do you. <laughs> and so I get back in bed. Eight or so minutes later, uh, she gets up coughing again. No. And. <laughs> And my man's, who's on the floor still, is like, I think he's slowly waking up. Yeah. Because he, like, he, she's, like, leaning towards him again because they were sleeping so close. Like, when she sits up, she, like, is facing him. Yeah. Uh, well, like, it's hard to explain. I, I can picture this. <laughs> okay. So, she's, like, leaning towards him. And he's, like, getting up. And he's, like, pushing her away. Like, in the same way that you would see, like, some child, like pushing away like a stuffed animal or something it was very yeah. very soft he was he was like very weak he was pushing <laughs> pushing her away and she she just kept coming back no. and like he got in like a pretty good push in there and she just rocked slowly towards the bed and i was like oh no, this is not gonna happen dog this is not about to happen no no, 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 no. please no and i was just like Look, let me take you to the bathroom. And she was like, she just shook her head emphatically. <laughs> Who knows? Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Probably still very drunk. Yeah, I imagine so. So 
I'm not making a lot of noise at this point uh, because, like, I know these other cats are sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Uh, despite one dude on the floor, uh, the homie Swolzy is on the floor on the other side. Apparently, he didn't. He was asleep briefly during the night, huh. uh, during the first vomiting fit. But he was wide awake for this one. Uh Uh-oh. And she leans over, and it seems like, I don't know, cartoonish at this point. (laughs) But the the strength and, like, uh, loudness, the strength and volume at which Homegirl vomits is fucking impressive. She goes for about, like, 45 to a minute here. And she takes, like, brief pauses, and she, like... Hucks up like at least four times, and it was gnarly. And (laughs) my dude was like trying to like get her off of him, and like (laughs) he, he, I think, came to at this point. But like, I hop out of bed because everybody on the other side of the room at this point is just awake. Oh no! Um, The dude uh, Swolzy on the floor. Was like, oh come on! And he ended up waking up the two people in the bed. And so I just run over to the window. I open that motherfucker as wide as I can. Um, and luckily, the stopper broke off, so it was pretty wide. Oh, okay. And oh, god damn, that was it was a gnarly night. And eventually, my man's gets up and he's just like, yo, what the fuck? And he like he goes and he gets into the shower. Yeah, he like cleans himself off, and then he picks up home girl, takes her into the bathroom where she throws up. I like she's got to be awake in there for the next like three hours or so. She was like going hard in there. How much did she drink? It it had to have been a lot because at a certain point I was just like. Damn, is this how alcohol poisoning works? Do you just right, like throw yeah. up forever? Should we call an ambulance? You probably could have, and they would have been like, wow, you should have taken her in here seven drinks ago. But, I mean, uh, well, she's alive. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> uh, that was a gnarly experience. Yeah, that's, that was a, <laughs> that's fucking rough. Uh, the next day, Swolzy and one of the, the cold-averted version person with the cold aversion uh leaves super early in the morning and it's around when the sun comes up part of the part of the issue is like the bathroom is occupied for about i don't know six to eight no it was basically occupied from the point when she went in there and we had to check out because she was just asleep on the floor in there after a certain point uh, my man's on the floor, gets her a pillow and a blanket, just leaves her next to the toilet, and he just, like, after she falls asleep in there, like, the first time, I think. Damn. I mean, usually the move is you just put them in the tub, you know. Face down? Uh, like, propped up. Oh. Like, on the other side, away from the faucet, fill up the tub a little bit so that, you know, you can absorb some, uh, some... Liquid, liquids, you know, just through your skin, it'll hydrate you a little bit, and uh, you just lean them away from the uh, from the opening. So if they puke, they they just puke onto themselves. They're in the shower; they can just clean up. It's good to go. Oh, that's a good strategy. I never yeah. heard about that. Well, uh, there is one girl who was not at ALA, but is part of that scene, and that's what she does. She just turns up way too hard. 
so they already have it ready to go. You know, I mean, even when she was single, there was like a task force of people yeah. that, you know, she trusts to, you know, get her undressed and everything. Just dump her in the tub, fill it up a little. She's asleep. <laughs> but uh, I've never had to do that to anyone. Uh, came close. Came close <laughs> to needing to do that to some people. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's. When you turn up a little too hard, yeah. I, I think my whole room avoided puking this con, which you could say makes it a failure of an ALA. I say it's just a clean ALA. Yeah, uh, resounding success. That was an experience. I bet. That sounds awful for everyone. Yeah, the room, surprisingly, and I don't know how they pulled this off, but it didn't stink. Oh, that's uh, good. After after all the vomiting was done, <sighs> that's uh, real fortunate. <laughs> yeah, because I I had to go to the bathrooms in the lobby because there's no fucking way that I'm just gonna fucking piss with somebody like sitting on the fucking. Floor. Hope your aim's real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no way I'm gonna do that. No. Nah. So I go downstairs and I come back in the room and I'm like, oh, hey, smells all pretty right. all right. But the bathroom, on the other hand, uh, the bathtub had the vomit blanket in it and ah. uh, my boy's shirt. Ah. So he is alive. Hey. He did his thing. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It was a fucking weekend. That's, that's fucking wild. I also got a, on an unrelated. Part of the reason why I stopped drinking on Saturday night. So the Radisson... We would refer to it as the Ratchetson because that place, it's not a good hotel. It gets worse every year. And this weekend was the first time I've ever seen an entire hotel completely out of ice. Oh, wow. Every ice machine in that hotel was broken. So after about 1.30, no one was getting ice. Which was part of why I stopped drinking. It's like, yo, I'm going to make you an AMF with no ice. All my drinks are a little warm because there's hella people here. <laughs> I'm like, that's the exact opposite of what I want right now. I'll take an ice cold beer and nothing else. Yeah, just drink beers. Beers, beers are good for the morning. I, cocktails aren't good for the morning. Except for Bloody Marys. I hate Bloody Marys. Oh, I love me a good Bloody Mary. I don't like a, savory cocktails like that. It's, I, I totally understand why people wouldn't like them. But I love a good Bloody Mary. They're just refreshing. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I could start my day with that, you know, chase whatever leftover remnants of a hangover. Just chase that away. Good to go. You know, I think that I have solved how to cure a hangover for me personally. Oh. Uh-huh. And there are two dishes that I fuck with heavy. What you got? Uh, shrimp al, al del aljio del, del fuck. I, oh, oh, garlic shrimp. Yeah, the garlic yeah. shrimp. The Spanish garlic shrimp, I think, is one thing that will do me good for a hangover. And then also, surprisingly, or I guess not so surprisingly, it's nutrient-dense, so it makes sense. Soylent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Soylent actually really helped my hangover. I was feeling like shit. I just needed a little bit of caffeine and then... Uh, I was fine. I hadn't had caffeine in a very, very long time. Even uh, 
even when I go out and I drink, a lot of the time I don't order cocktails with caffeine drinks or whatever, like yeah, rum like Coke. Coca-Cola, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if I do, it's always at some, this is going to sound like real whack of me, but <laughs> it's always at some fucking uh, bar that's got its own bespoke cola. Oh, okay. So it's a rum and cola, and they don't have any added caffeine in that motherfucker. Huh. It's just their own sugar or whatever. And that shit, sometimes it's really good. Hey. But do you? Do your yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, that was our ALA wrap-up. Yes. And if I think of anything in particular that's especially amusing over the coming weeks, then I'll I'll share. But there was nothing that really, like, really stood out to me aside from fucking car fires. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a good time regardless. Uh, everybody that I saw this weekend, uh, it was good seeing you. Yeah. I'm going to say somebody's name on here, and uh, I hope it's not foul of me to do so. Emma, uh, it's good to put a face to the name. I didn't know you were Obasu's sister. <laughs> Otherwise, my reaction would have been very different. It was a pleasure meeting you. Well, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess. Oh, uh, did you see the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer? Or the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home. I did not because I'm going to watch the movie anyway. I don't really need anything. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. This is getting into the territory of like the stuff that I never, ever have wanted to do ever. Like oh. trailer reactions. But I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I guess this is this is different. No, it's not really that different though. <laughs> I wanted to say like this is different because it's not necessarily a review about like the product and how I feel about the product. What it is, in all honesty, is like I watched the trailer and it looks like the same old Marvel shit. Oh, but it's there are a few like highlights in there for me. There's a scene with Nick Fury that I found found really uh, entertaining, and then. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal like the plot I think is fairly obvious if you know who Mysterio is mm. so I'm going to give away the plot to the movie because <laughs> I mean if you haven't seen the trailer by now it doesn't really matter you, once you do you'll understand what the plot of the movie is if you don't want to hear the, what the plot of the movie is the plot of the movie the plot of the movie is then skip ahead maybe like three minutes or so we'll see um, so what I think it is going to be is it's going to be the same old Scooby-Doo ass shit uh, as every like third or fourth Hanna-Barbera cartoon. There's a hero in town. The hero is like fighting all these gigantic monsters or whatever. But oh no, it turns out the hero is the one creating the monsters so he could fight them and become famous and loved by people. Oh no. Uh. Oh. Uh, ah. Which, I mean, like, cool, whatever, yeah. but that's dumb. It's, I mean, it's been done a million times, except not in the MCU. Yeah, wasn't that the plot of one of those fucking uh, Incredibles movies? Uh, I mean, that's basically the plot to the first one, where, like, I mean, that that's his end goal, is to create a, uh, a supervillain that only he can stop, and then... You know, hey, look, I'm the new big bad, and yeah, yeah. But it hasn't actually been done in the MCU, and I'm sure there are some children that will find that very compelling. But I mean, yeah, that's that's been done several times. Though I was surprised at how many people. Like, I knew Mysterio was in the movie 
because people's reactions were, wow, Mysterio is a good guy. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, of course he's not a fucking good guy. Come on, dog. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm one of those people who, uh, much like kids in the 90s, were raised by television. So you've seen like every permutation of a plot that can exist. Right. And like you would be surprised to how complex children's cartoons can be at times. Yeah. Yeah. They can be, uh, you know, surprisingly deep. But I guess, you know, if you present it in a an easily digestible way, it doesn't really matter how complex the actual plot is you know? yeah yeah like eugene goes bad look it up oh yes hey arnold yeah oh god well i talk about that every time i talk about good children's cartoon there i'm sure go. there are other ones out there but yeah it it looks i'm it looks like everything the fuck else looks right in cool. the mcu uh, it's, the lighting is the same the lighting is flat in all the scenes there's no flavor to any of the scenes there's like I mean, like, there's cool, like, action shit. They're, they're finding out how to do action scene planning uh, very well. Mm. And it's because they use a lot of CG. Some of the things wouldn't be possible if there was no CG. Such as doing a wide shot of a man fighting a giant mist beast or water beast or whatever. Water golem, as it were. You can't do that and make it look good with, like... A dude who's not CG. Right. That has to be purely CG. And, you know, it has to be done pretty well, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've gotten competent at it. That's good. uh, But, I, you know, the trailer for Homecoming looked pretty uh, bad. So, I have low expectations for the trailers for Far From Home. Okay, fair enough. Like when I when I saw those trailers for Homecoming, I'm like, wow, they just gave away the entire ass plot, which in a way they did, but also there's a whole lot more to it that they didn't. So, you know, good job on them. What I think Homecoming stood out uh for was the fact that the acting was really good. Yeah. And it's the plot was done in a way that you expected. There weren't any twists that you really were like, oh, oh this is a, what a twist. I mean, the one thing was uh, the vulture being the girl's dad. No, that was obvious from the jump. I, I didn't see it coming, but it also like, yeah, they did kind of kind of lowball that one. Yeah, it was like, uh, I mean, if you don't watch the trailers or you don't really do any of that stuff, then like it's understandable why you wouldn't just guess it. But yeah. like the way that my mind works is really shitty because it's the way that they would have to trick me is like so many layers of like uh, fuckery that yeah. I would eventually like find out about. Like let's say in the first movie that Kevin Costner is not the, the vulture. The way that they would have had to like have set that up is basically have him like play the same role but give the vulture outfit to somebody else and just list him as somebody else on IMDb. Because surprisingly, like an asshole, I do check IMDb every now and again uh, to see who's in a movie. Because it's not as if I want to know who's playing who. But like if there's a cool actor that like I want to see or whatever who's in a project or somebody that I haven't heard of, like I'd like to go look at some of the other things that they've been in. I've... I don't remember what movie it was, but I was watching a movie with Nikki and watched her spoil some big reveal just by <laughs> looking at who is the actor. Yeah. I mean, the movie had been out for a while, so it wasn't like, you know, some big thing like, oh, you know, Vader is Luke's father. Ooh. But 
you know, it, it was while she's watching the movie, she just spoiled the whole ass thing. Easy to do. Easy to do. Yeah, Wikipedia exists. Yep, that's the thing. Also, IMDb. you meant Michael Keaton, Michael Kevin Keaton. Costner. Who did I Shut say? Up, Michael nerd. Costner. You said Kevin Costner. Oh, my bad. Who's uh, Superman's dad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, Michael Keaton, uh, Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> <Played>. Batman. <laughs> also the Vulture. Weird. Huh. Oh, that's hmm. so strange. Uh, so yeah, I mean the way that they would have to go about tricking me is in a way that is too deeply involved. Yeah. It would have to be very layered in their, uh, approach. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just piss off like the, I would say hardcore fans, but that's not who I mean. What I mean is like the dorks who care too much about this dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, they did a bait and switch. Why? It doesn't make any sense. How does that affect the plot? That's so strange. Why would they do that? Oh my God. Like I, I hate that. Yep. And that's part of the reason why I don't do that kind of content because I'm not one of those fucking dorks. I don't care about trailers. Fucking dorks. I don't care about any of that. Yeah. Here we are talking about a teaser. No, 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 we're not. The trailer. It was the full trailer. One thing that we need to get rid of altogether in 2019 is releasing teasers for teaser trailers or trailers <laughs> or even music videos. Stop releasing teasers for a music video. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't get how that's a thing. Just drop the fucking music video. Yes, and I understand why they do it because if people don't know it's coming out, how will they find it, right? They'll just hear about it organically? No. Wow. We need to maximize views on the first day that it's out. And I get it. But we need to do better as a society. Please stop. Yeah, view, view counts like within the first hour are entirely too important to like algorithms and stuff. Like if, if a video doesn't hit 100,000 views in its first two hours, like that doesn't mean it's a fucking flop. Like chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's so- ridiculous. It is. Some people look at things like in a very toxic way that's not very good. And by people, I mean big media corporations. Yep. But whatever. It's good. So speaking of toxic, let's talk about Gillette's new ad. Oh, cool. Uh, Long story short, Gillette released a uh, two-minute ad basically calling out toxic masculinity and the culture thereof and it's basically you know the ad starts with a bunch of toxic masculinity type actions kids being bullied uh two boys fighting you know people cat calling women i forget what else but you know the standard you know shitty dude kind of stuff and uh it's a bunch of people chanting boys will be boys and you know just excusing that behavior and then you know it does a little switch and it's like wait no let's stop these kids from fighting no we'll we'll call out our friends when they're when they're catcalling women on the street and clearly making them uncomfortable etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know basically the ad's message is we can do better let's let's all do better 
So naturally, everyone shit themselves, say, like, whoa, 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 why do you hate men? <laughs> That's my favorite part about this. Like, I look at that fucking commercial, and the message isn't even bad, right? No. It's like, we can do better as men. Like, it's, it's not even like, you, you're bad, and yeah. you shouldn't, do, well, you shouldn't do that. But it's like, it's hey, not, we can do better. <laughs> it's not saying all men are rapists. It's not even like takes that you see on Twitter, right? Like, right. all men are trash. All men are rapists or like things like that. It doesn't even insinuate that. No. What it says is like, uh, stop your friends from being assholes. Right. And it's, it's, it doesn't cast blame on anybody in particular. What it does, however, do is uh, make a generalization and that's what people are upset about. Yeah. And like my whole response to that is as a black man living in America, <laughs> who's been exposed to media all my fucking life, every fucking time a single small minute thing happens with an individual black person, I've lived through the media saying the black community, yep. the mystical monolith that is the black community, where are the community leaders? <laughs> has to address this problem every time the black man if they just pulled up their pants this wouldn't happen every and time like, you know who the fuck is getting mad at this oh yeah you know who the oh, fuck it's 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 the uh, ironically criminally uh or habitually offended right wingers it's really weird yeah it's really yep. weird it's almost as if that they're the real snowflakes hmm. very strange quite, like what quite hard my whole thing, and I posted about this on Twitter, is like, dog, sometimes you just got to hold the L and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> There's, what do you, the only thing that you're going to do uh, with this commercial by getting mad at it is spread it. Yeah. And if you want to talk about it, talk about it, but just know that you're putting it in front of more people, whether your reach is one person, two people, six people, ten people, like you, that's, your your reach is you're still your reach. If you don't want somebody to know about something, you don't fucking talk about it. There's a chance that they're going to find about it. If, uh, there's a chance that they're going to find out about it anyway. But do you want to be the one responsible for that? So I get that. Like whoever uh, your favorite like weird right wing pundit <laughs> is is going to be talking about this. And like I want to say that like people, it's so weird that like. So I don't want to. Uh, generalize here and say that it's all these people and here comes a political talk for you people who can't stand this shit. Haha, you thought you were safe. (laughs) Uh, What's weird about this is that somebody like Joe Rogan, I don't watch his show anymore. Every now and again I pop in and check out one of his clips to see if he's still as fucking stupid as he always is. (laughs) And yes, he is. Uh, His response to this is like, what, they want men to just cut their dicks off? They would, they, they, I mean, like, he's like, the thing is, like, how do you make that leap? So, the thing is, he's a comedian, and people will say he's being hyperbolic for the sake of comedy, which is something that I don't agree with because this is what his reaction to basically everything in this tone is. Because it's never, it's never a measured response, like, oh, yo, like, it's. It's okay. Like, this kind of thing is okay existing. No, it's like, it's a war on men. They just don't want men to be men anymore. They just they just want them to be girls. And, like, to an extent, yes, okay. Like, I understand, 
I understand hyperbole and how it works, but the issue that I have with that is that he doesn't extend that same sort of criticism to people who are on the right. Right, yeah. And so Joe Rogan's relationship with Gavin McInnes, oh, the leader geez. of the Proud Boys, yeah. I watched one of his responses to what Gavin McInnes did. He disconnected himself from the Proud Boys and like ran away to like uh, New Zealand or Australia or some a shit. fucking coward. Absolutely. And through and through. What he did, what Joe Rogan did was basically like, he just said like, uh, he did what right-wingers always do. He says, Gavin had no control over what they did. He wasn't their leader. Yeah. He yeah. had no responsibility over them. When in reality, like Gavin made videos several times saying like, yo, like I started this gang called the Proud Boys. And even when, even when Gavin went on Joe's show, he was like, this is my gang. I started this gang. Yeah. He's real proud of his Proud Boys. Yeah. And he explains why he names them that. And like Joe it extends like such a great amount of charity to people like Gavin McGinnis. He explains away all of their misdoings and of all their course. wrong deeds. But like when a fucking Gillette commercial comes on where the message is like, come on, guys, it, we can most, do better. The most mild of takes. Yeah. And it's, it's as I said on Twitter, it's dipping its toe in the pool of like the we can do better type beat. Yeah. Like it's it's not even like if if being in the pool with your head submerged is like the meme version of we can do better where the gain is all the way up and it's like <laughs> <laughs> like if that's being underwater they just like put their toe in so they could just like hear a little bit of the song like we can do better and it's the thing that fucking crushes me about this sort of thing is like a large portion of the people who follow me or used to follow me because I lost a gang of followers on Twitter. I don't think it's responsible to assume, not anymore anyway. I thought before what I could do is like just assume that people are smart enough to like be able to take away whatever message like is intended and like would read into things charitably when they had the opportunity to and wouldn't just assume that everything's like out against them or like something that's like not not necessarily offensive but like something that's um like super egregious or whatever and like i was proven wrong on multiple instances yep like the first thing that happened is like there's this wildly popular dude i don't know if he's still popular or whatever but he gets at me on twitter about uh the likes thing and I post on Twitter, I'm like, yo, I don't want to see any of these people's likes anymore. Stop putting them in my fucking timeline. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. so tired of this. Because, like, I was following, I still am following, a lot of people who like perv shit. Yep. So, like, a lot of porn comes up in my timeline during the day, and I don't want to see it. Yeah. I just want a way to turn it off, which I found out way, uh, later was suggest underscore tweet or friend underscore activity, something like that. And I was able to put that in my muted words and that got rid of all the likes. But this dude, rather than like coming in and interpreting what I'm saying charitably, he says, Oh, you want them to take away the ability for people to like things. What? And I was just like, no, no, that's how did you pull that? That's not what I said at all. What I said is I don't want to see what people are liking. And he was just like, what the fuck is your problem? Why would you want them to get rid of free speech on the site? And I was just like, and this is what I do every fucking time. And this is something that pisses people off so much. If, if you feel like somebody's misinterpreting what you're saying and they are, just say, all right, point to me where I said it. Yeah. Link it to me. 
screen cap it. Show me where I said it. And invariably they won't. And of like course. this is like smug internet activity from like the year 2000. Yeah. So of course this pisses him off, but not only that, he's got a gang of followers, so they start getting at me over the same of shit course. too. And I'm just like you fucking idiots, just read this. Just read what I'm saying. And I say all that to say I've had more than one instance of that with right. people with varying amount of followers, but like I used to think that it was okay to just kind of like put shit out there and just assume that people would get it because like uh, people are smart, right? Like people <laughs> see, I shouldn't even say that. It's not that I think that people are smart. It's just that I believed that people weren't that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a level, there's a gap here. You thought, okay, people are dumb and they're not that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I they're mean, that like, dumb. Yeah. And people will go out of their way to misinterpret shit. Like on purpose, yeah. and I think Joe Rogan does a fantastic job of just like teeing up all these softballs for people and just like giving them uh, giving them the opinion rather than helping them develop their own. Yeah, and this is like he does a lot of that shit. Yeah, and a lot of people who are upset at this commercial are also doing that because like in reality, this commercial is not really even saying anything. No, there is there. Is, it's not pointing to anything specific. It's not saying that we're bad. It's not saying that, you know, men should be women. And there's none of this hyperbolic bullshit that everyone seems to be pulling from it. It's literally just don't be shitty. Yeah. And if you're not being shitty, make sure your friends aren't being shitty. Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? I think we can all agree with that. But I mean a lot of a lot of people who I know I, there's one dude in particular. I know he has been seriously victimized by toxic masculinity because his dad doesn't believe he should be an artist because that's not a good career and that's not, you know, breadwinning and all this. And he's out here caping for these same fucking idiots who are saying, no, 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 art isn't a real job and you should be a construction worker with your skinny ass little arm. <laughs> like he's personally victimized by being overweight and out of shape, but supports the people that are victimizing him. He's such an idiot that he doesn't see that it like <laughs> that he could be stopping this by supporting what Gillette's saying, but, you know, he drank too much of that Kool-Aid. One of my friends is on his woke shit. Shout out to Levin. I know you don't listen to this, <laughs> but, like, uh, the way that he always explains this, and I understand this to be true, and it's easy for me to, like, not be this charitable with people because it's it's very easy. Because it's easier to just be a fucking asshole, right? Yeah, because. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a very long story. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But effectively, what Levin says is everybody's going something through. Everybody's going through something, and once you find out what that is, it's easier for you to empathize and like relate to them. But even if you start at the premise that this person's having a bad day, or this person's going through something, or has experienced some sort of trauma that has made them this way, then like it's easier for you to understand that they're behaving this way for a reason and once you understand that they're behaving in a way for a reason it makes you e- it makes it easier for you not to be upset with them yeah it's empathy 
Yes, but exactly. you know, it, to a very high level of empathy. So it's not even just like what's happening now. It's everything that led up to this point. Exactly, exactly. And I, in a lot of instances, um, and this this actually uh, affected a lot of my like political beliefs, uh, straight up and down, and why I don't fuck with like a lot of like certain people that I used to fuck with uh, pretty regularly. When I would go and I would say, okay, uh, this person is saying racist shit. Uh, This person has gone through some things. And uh, if I extend to them some sort of empathy or if I'm kind to them and in turn, maybe I'll slowly start to change their minds. And maybe like I can be an influence of good uh, for this person in their life. And maybe they'll stop believing some of the weird, crazy, insane shit that they believe uh, which is a process that takes years and years. And like on my secret Twitter account, sometimes I use, uh, I said something that was deeply profound uh, and none of you can follow me. <laughs> so, um, basically, I said uh, it, it would take years of therapy to deprogram a large part of these people's beliefs. Yeah. Because like what it is, is they don't actually believe what they believe for like they haven't built an axiom to get to the point where they believe that thing they just believe it because they heard it somewhere yeah i i think since we're on topic i think toxic masculinity is one of those things that is just because it's a buzzword and just because it's perceived to be coming from you know the soy boys on the left because of that, that's the only reason why there's not everyone is on board for this. Like I think every man and every woman has had something bad happen to them because of men's inability to process emotions because we don't let them. And, you know, we talk about, you know, back in the day, Oh, my granddaddy, Oh, you know, he, he got drunk every day, beat the shit out of my dad, and my dad turned out okay. Well, no, he probably didn't. <laughs> he absolutely did not. <laughs> and we also, we recognize that it's not okay for your grandpa to have been getting drunk and beating the shit out of your dad every day. So, like, why are you excusing that behavior? We know it's bad. Yeah. You don't have to. But we, we jump through these hoops to, to preserve tradition i guess and to preserve the feelings of the person that's telling the story right like yeah the, the last thing that you would probably want and i don't know what this experience is like for people but as an adult who uh experiences trauma i don't or experienced trauma in the past i don't know what good it would do for your 50 year old father to like re-experience the trauma as a youth uh, that he or that he experienced as a youth, mm-hmm. as an adult, to work through the feelings that he has. Like, where does he go from there? Because when you're when you're young, and let's say you go see a therapist, you can work through those feelings mm-hmm. all the way through adulthood, and it changes you as a person, like wholly, and it changes your trajectory in life. Like, it, let's say you're driving from fucking TJ, and uh, your dad ends up in fucking Texas at age fifty he could have just ended up in fucking San Francisco. Right. Uh, instead. Right. Like and now that's a much longer journey to go from, from Texas, Texas to, to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much good that would do, but like 
softening up on those beliefs is a positive thing to kind of work this into like a mishmash of things that don't really make sense coming from me. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's one thing that you have to think about is like, why do people believe the things that they believe? Uh, and one thing that I did when I was extending empathy to some of these people that I was following and like, this is, this is part of the reason why you saw me, uh, change my mind in like a kind of a beat of a drum in regards to like talking shit about Trump supporters on Twitter, because before I would never say anything, but largely it was because like, I was like, okay, well I'm not necessarily working with these people to like change their minds, but like I'm, I'm being patient with them and they believe a lot of really weird racist things that I'm hoping that I can express them isn't correct yeah. through like showing them data. But I've, I can enumerate like hundreds of experiences that I've had where people just believe some wacky conspiracy theory and there's no walking them back from it because it's, I tried. It is absurd how hard people will hold on to their beliefs for basically no reason. No reason at all. There are people even I've told this story on here. I'm pretty sure uh, maybe I cut it out. But there was a person that tried to show me some data about like illegal immigrants uh, yeah. causing more crime or like getting into more car accidents in Florida. And they were like trying to use the study as proof. But the study said the exact opposite of what they were saying. But like when I showed them that, they were like, no, you're reading the data wrong. And so <laughs> I went to a few other people and I was just like, is this, I'm sorry, I, do, I don't sleep much these days. Am I crazy or is this what it's saying? Or tell me what this is saying. Yeah. What does this mean to you? And they came back to me and said, oh, no, this is saying that they don't do that. And so I was just like, well, okay, that's one experience. Another experience is like, yo, like I hate illegal immigrants and they shouldn't be able to come over here. Anchor babies shouldn't be a thing, uh, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And uh, I was just like, why? And they couldn't tell me why. So what they did instead was like spin off into this huge anti-immigrant rant. This was around the time of the caravan. And they were just like, look, like there are a bunch of military aged males coming across our border, coming to take over our country. And I was just like, but I I mean, like it's 5,000 people. What like let's say hypothetically it's five thousand people and they're quote unquote military age so between the age of seventeen and thirty five or something yeah like do you really think that they would just throw rocks until they kill everybody in in America they, they could take over a small town and that's about it yeah and, and even then they, they like, would have to have munitions to do it yeah they would have to like actually be armed probably trained in some sort. And it would have to be in a, rem- in a location remote enough that we couldn't just send some military force just to you know. wipe them out and yeah. they wouldn't show up at the border legally. But the issue that I have is like I extended empathy to this person. I, I talked to this person for a long fucking time about this. And like there was no changing their mind about this. None at all. And like it would take somebody who isn't me to do it and you have no idea how many times i've had conversations with with people where they were just like oh of course you don't see it this way because you're black and it's <laughs> yeah. like oh you have a bias because you're black or uh you can't you you're not allowed to have an opinion about this because your father is a naturalized citizen and it's like dog like 
this is what I'm saying is true regardless of what my stance is, right? Yeah. Like extending empathy to people only goes so far and like trying to understand where they're coming from only goes so far. But like when you have a commercial like what Gillette is doing <laughs> and like this goes back to charity and like let's go back let's bring them together charity and empathy because like the type of understanding that i'm talking about is watching a commercial like that and saying oh well oh like i see what they're trying to do here i don't agree with it but i see what i'm what they're trying to do yeah and what gets me seriously what what gets me about this is these are the same people that will say, oh, Hollywood is full of rapists. And then when you have someone calling it out, they're like, oh, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, because they feel personally attacked for it for some reason. What, what's, the, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, a hit dog will holler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, one of the homegirls that I hang out with pretty regularly uh, complimented me this weekend. After she told me that without my glasses and with my mustache, I looked like I was going to rape her. Uh, wow. <laughs> or she's one of those people with uh, that sort of sense of humor. She said I looked like, uh, well, she, so to be fair, she did say I was going to look, I looked like I was going to rape her. But what she intended to say, because uh, we had been drinking, was I look like a rapist. Now, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> go on there's a, there's a subtle difference between the two yes. but because I'm friends with her I know how to interpret what she's saying and even if I wasn't friends with her I would give her the benefit of the doubt and she says and this is like a little bit of a backhanded compliment maybe I don't know she Sounds says backhanded. <laughs> she was like Denzel I'm glad you're not one of these not all men types because her, she was expecting me to say some shit like, not all men are rapists. But it's like, no, because I have some measure of empathy for women. I fucking understand where the fuck she's coming from. Yeah, okay, that's a joke. It's funny. Yeah. It, it got me. It was very funny. Uh, but, like, if, if anybody else had seen, uh, let's say she had tweeted that to me, and there was a large segment of the audience that I used to have uh, still followed me. Like, their reaction to that would be, not all men are rapists, blah, blah, blah. And not yeah. even taking in the context of what's going on or not trying to understand what's going on. That's my biggest problem right. with all this Gillette shit is people aren't taking the time to even try to understand what's happening. Like, a lot of people, including that dude, somebody had the best diss for him. I was trying to find it. Uh, this dude, Gad Sad. Uh, he was just like, how's it? He said something, something. This motherfucker has a Dr. Seuss name. And I was just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty solid par. Uh, damn, yeah. But he was just like, he said some dumb shit. And I hate when these um, hyper-masculinity types do this. Because these weren't good times. Like it's, the, He rushes to the comparison of men storming the beach in Normandy. And it's like, I get, I get that you want to glorify that time and like i would argue that that was one of the last times you could call people in the military heroes but like that they weren't doing that by choice no i mean people did sign up for it but it's like 
I don't think anyone really wanted to be on the beaches of Normandy with Getting a very high plugged. Yeah, with a very high chance of just fucking dying. All you do, you're literally just sprinting yeah. to your death. How many of these people like literally watched their best friend die right in front of them, and then still had to just carry on with the mission? Is that manly? I guess so. Is it traumatizing? Extremely. Dog, and if, I guarantee that a lot of those dudes could not cope with that properly. If being manly is like being traumatized, you can miss me with that shit. The last yeah, thing real. I want is like night terrors or to have PTSD. Yeah, fuck that. Like, there's so many people that they would like glamorize it, getting your house broken into. Like, oh, I wish a motherfucking would. You know, I wish someone would try to break into my house with my 30,000 guns. Like yeah. yeah, that's also terrifying and you know you don't know what's gonna happen. Like Yeah, you fucking idiot. The the homegirl feels comfortable joking with me about that sort of thing because like I can take a joke. I understand what a joke is. Yeah. And I can extend empathy and charity to people in a manner that cats on the internet are not able to do. Gad sad cats running up on the beach and getting mowed down literally running on the beach just to be shot is not something that should be glorified there's nothing manly about being 18 years old and just murdered yeah that's tight like oh yo let's praise everybody who's been shot due to gun violence uh, that's cool. real manly and heroic. Cool. I, yeah. I, I guess growing up in the projects and just getting astray from a drive-by, that's manly too then. Yeah, a seven-year-old girl recently was killed by a stray in uh, Detroit, I want to say. She was she was more brave than the dudes who stormed Normandy. Yeah, they because, made it to 18. She yeah, made it to seven. She made it to seven. She that's a hard motherfucker. Yeah, hard as fuck. It's disgusting. And yeah. like... Not to be like, oh, dudes need to embrace flowers and like stop doing like or start stop watching action movies and and go go catch a rom com or whatever. Suck your best friend's dick just for fun. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, what you do in your own bedrooms, your own business. Hey, that's manly as fuck. Leaving someone alone. Yeah, letting them suck their best friend's dick. That's manly as fuck. (laughs) You want to be a real man? Real men suck their friends' dick. I leave people alone. Yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, it's, I think, the best way, not even to express masculinity, but to like just be a human being, is just to be yourself and don't try to adhere to any like fucking formed image of what you believe a man should be. Don't listen to Joe Rogan when he <laughs> says like, "Yo, don't buy Gillette products because they want to cut all men's dicks off and they want to do this and want to do that," uh, because like. Uh, SJWs are evil and they're taking over the media or whatever. Just fucking do whatever the fuck you want. If you don't want to shave your face, don't fucking shave. And if hey, you- ju- hey, here's here's the thing. Uh all y'all hyper masculine folks, you're afraid to be afraid of anything, but you're afraid of an ad? You're afraid to buy Gillette products now cuz you think it's going to make you less of a man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're so scared of being less of a man that it's making you less of a man, <laughs> according to your own metrics. It's fucking disgusting. It's um, don't I mean like yeah, don't listen to me either if you don't fucking want to. But yeah, all I'm saying, life, dog, damn life. is you're gonna be measurably happier if you just stop giving a fuck about what people demand to, is masculine. Yeah. Don't who fuck who fucking cares if you're not like 
banging the hottest chick in the world, right? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, the, for instance, um, if you've ever heard me tell a story on the podcast, like I don't. I rarely ever describe the looks of the people that I'm with because that's not the important part of the story. Yeah. What the important part of the story is is the events that take place. Because like the way that this woman looks doesn't matter to you at home. It right. Do, it makes no difference. It doesn't change the story. It doesn't exactly. change the content here. No, it doesn't. Not at all. And it's it's important to know that like you this is gonna be a very special episode. I'm gonna call it that. A very special episode. All right. Uh it's important that you're comfortable with yourself before you try to do anything like date anybody or even like try to get a job or you have to be confident in yourself, not confident, but you have to be okay with yourself. Yeah. You can't just, yeah, go ahead. It, it, it sucks because it is a bit of a vicious cycle in that for a lot of people, they're a, they need external validation. So not having a job, not having a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever that, diminishes their own self-image but if you can get yourself you know say 60 percent of the way there you can start putting yourself out there and then get the rest of that 40 percent of that validation if you can get higher on your own you know more power to you but you know i know how society is structured to a point (laughs) and you know it's not it's not as easy as we make it sound but yeah, you can I, do it. <laughs> just go see a therapist to start. If you've got insurance, yeah, uh, go see a therapist. Talk about whatever problems you have. Get comfortable with yourself. Like that's number one. Be comfortable with you, right? Yeah. Like if you're constantly worried about like how fat you are, or uh, if your hair looks stupid, or things of that nature, then you'll never get anywhere. Have you ever seen a group of people where they all look like the exact same person? Yes. Yeah, that's a group of people who don't know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it that means they're they're looking for someone to be and they're all just aspiring to this exact same image. Yeah. And probably have no sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's fucking manly? A sense of self. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh there was an article uh as well that came out from the APA regarding toxic masculinity and how you should talk to your children. Yeah. And uh, ooh, who posted that in the Discord? I'm oh, sorry, I forgot. I want to say Rellarella. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. it was either him or Kokenin, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and there are a lot of sources linked into that study yeah. outside of that article, and like a lot. And it's going to take time to go through all of it, but effectively what it says is like toxic masculinity is a mental disorder now or uh, traditional masculinity I should say ah. so the idea that you should run on a beach and get shot I mean like oh god the, the fucked up part about that like the whole Normandy comparison is that if you come out and you say like why the fuck were they doing that in the first place like it's like oh it was World War 2 they were doing it to stop the Nazis but like they couldn't come up with a more effective way to like, (laughs) like, do you think that like their only option was running on that beach? Like they, I don't know. Like they couldn't wait until nighttime. Like what was going on? I don't know what was going on during that war. Somebody who's a world war two buff, please feel free to chime in. Let me know what the, what's that world war two. Yeah. Yeah, It was was world World war two. Like what, what was the point? Wasn't it? Why was this? It was like high noon or some shit. Why was this the 
preferred strategy. Just run up this hill where they have the serious disadvantage. Yeah. They couldn't just, I don't, like, I'm sure they had AA guns or something. Maybe it was to turn off the AA guns. I think I remember that from a Battlefield game or something. <laughs> <laughs> you had to turn off the AA guns so you could do a bombing run. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You, somebody tell me. Because I don't, I'm going to be that dude and say, like, that's not tight. Yeah. You're, what, your great-grandfather's brother? Or your grandfather's brother? Uh, that sounds about accurate. Your grandfather's brother got shot on a beach somewhere because he was he decided to, I don't know, run straight at turrets? Yeah. Because the military told him to? Yeah. I don't know. And the reasons why America got involved in World War II, a little bit shaky, too. Yep. So, we, uh, we took a while. Took yep. a while to get involved. If Japan hadn't done anything, I don't think we would have gotten involved at all. Nope. I think I think even the Axis powers were like, yo, Japan, mind your fucking business, dog. What are you doing? And like they were just like, oh, no, don't worry. We're just going to go check this area out. Yeah, yeah. There we're just, a, uh, just looking at that. Uh, yeah. what's, what's going on over there, man? And then he was, they were just like, fuck it. Let's do it. And they just fucking Pearl Harbor happened. Yep. Never and forget. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's it. Somebody who's big into World War II, let me know. Because yeah. that seems like shit. That seems shaky. Yeah. You're going to be out here. And how did those fucking gigantic spikes get on the beach? What are those for? To stop boats from beaching themselves on there? Like, what? <laughs> somebody explain this to me. I don't know. Did that actually exist? <laughs> was, there barbed, was there mad barbed wire out there? What? I, that seems like an even worse idea. If you're going to set up these, like, giant jacks on the beach where a giant literally is taking a bouncy ball and playing jacks with these fucking <laughs> things. Like, if you're going to put those out there and put barbed wire between them, why are you having dudes run between there? And why aren't you doing it at night? I, I, yeah, I, I don't have any answers for you there. And the more I think about it, the less sense it makes. Someone let us know why yeah. this was a good idea tactically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Outside of uh, what was that like? The plan was called planned obsolescence or some shit, where they just wanted to sacrifice mad dudes' lives. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Were the turrets not accurate or something? Did only Man. like ten or fifteen people die on that beach? Like, what's good? Let us know. Uh, but that's I don't know. Yeah, seems like a real shaky example of like masculinity, doc. <laughs> Being yeah, dumb I, as fuck is a real good masculine trait. Hey, boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be boys. Oh, yeah. My son totally uh, likes to bang his head into concrete until he falls asleep. He's preparing himself for the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) He wants CTE just like his daddy. God damn it. But he won't make it there. (laughs) God damn. Let's get into questions. From the subreddits. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Join the discussion. Masters of Scientology asks, have we reached superhero movie saturation yet? What would you want to see getting made once or if superheroes go away? Like the type of movies we would like to see instead of superhero movies? Yeah, I suppose so. Dog, give me some space operas. Yeah, there was a time where there were like mad sci-fi movies and now we don't really get that. I mean, the closest we're getting is in the form of superhero movies, so... Yeah, I want a nice space opera because, like, visually speaking, either that or urban fantasy. Because yeah, I, I, I want more of that. Yeah, urban fantasy is so cool. Yeah, I actually yeah. started writing an urban fantasy book. It's terrible. Ah, I'm it'll be two thousand words in. It'll be the next big YA. I hope so. 
because <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I don't. I'm not good at writing romance, nor am I good at writing women. So, uh, or writing at all. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I literally started writing it. I spent four hours, wrote fourteen hundred words. And I'm like, yo, I'm an author now. <laughs> what up? <laughs> But uh, yeah, if we've reached saturation, I think we're probably past, like, we're probably on the downstroke already. Because I think, how many, how many superhero movies have been released in the last t- two years? Because I think it's over 10. Yeah, I think the bulk of them were released in the last two years. Yeah, I think that's probably like the peak and then we're coming down from it. Yeah, I mean... So after this Marvel phase wraps itself up, uh, after, oh, what's it called? Fuck. Uh, Uh, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. What's going to end up happening, and here's my prediction. This is my hot take for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, They're not going to lose money on a Marvel movie, a Marvel comic book movie, until, let's say, God, I know they named their thing phases already. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, part one, I guess, if they're just doing, like, an oligopoly or whatever the fuck it would be called. Uh, part one would be up until Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that uh, is going to be Avengers part two. Uh-huh. So, or whatever part two. After they hit, if they don't, if they do not do Avengers versus X Men as like some of the last films in this next series, mm-hmm. then they're going to lose money. Uh, if they're you not like, by working the end, towards that. By the end of. Let's call it phase six. Yeah, by the end of phase six, uh, if they're not doing Avengers versus X-Men, because like you can't do... So what they would have to do, uh, because they just bought Fox, so what would end up having to happen is rather than bringing in a new Captain America, uh, bringing in a new Iron Man if they die bringing in like new new people to fill in the roles of these other Marvel heroes. Right. What you're going to have to do is build a new Avengers team. But like what would end up having to happen is you'd bring in the Fantastic Four again. Mm-hmm. You would bring in the X-Men again. You would bring in the properties that you already own and introduce like a character or two because you still have Black Panther. You still have Doctor Spider-Man, Strange, Doctor Spider-Man, Strange yeah. Spider-Man. Like you can make an Avengers team from them. Yeah. But, like, of course, like, fans are going to be pissed, but who cares about them? Yep. Uh, it would have to be Avengers versus X-Men in, like, phase five yeah. of part two. And then at the end of that, it would have to be, like, Galactus or some shit. Yeah, the the problem that they're going to run into is... How do you raise the stakes even yeah, higher? You have, to, you have to keep people interested by raising stakes, by introducing new characters, by bringing old characters back. Like... It's either that or they reboot it, and no one's going to want that. Yeah. What? Oh. Ooh, God, that would be awful. It would be fucking terrible. Ooh, they, they take away Thanos' gauntlet, and he just reboots the entire scene, oh. and he starts it for one, and we have to rewatch a Captain America? Oh. oh, Could you imagine that? They just re-release Captain America, but this time it's a black guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it all just becomes the ultimate comics, and yeah. can we get the new 52 because DC can't do anything original? And Yeah. Yeah. What I would, in all honesty, I would prefer if, uh, I mean, like, I'm fine with like four or five comic book movies coming out a year, but like, 
I wish it would come out on Blu-ray faster so I could just watch them all at the end of the year. Yeah. Like, just back to back to back. Because what it is is essentially, like, a really long season of a TV show. Yeah, basically. And that's... I mean, with all the stories interconnected, the yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, that's yeah. I've, I was I over answered that question. <laughs> Zalora Silver says, "I noticed you guys don't have an outro song anymore." And man, do I miss it! You know, it's funny because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, do, "When we used to do the outro, I'm pretty sure, at least when I listen to podcasts, that's when I tune the fuck out. Yeah, I just hit skip or I just find the next show as they're talking. Uh, I wasn't aware that anybody actually listened up to that point." Uh, and that's part of the reason why we stopped doing the outro as well. Yeah. Because I like if people aren't listening. Uh, What's the point? Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. But I guess we should do it always. Because, yeah. I like, guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's coming up back. Coming back this episode. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. Aluminum Tubes asks, "What's the nerdiest thing you boys think you can get away with talking about or wearing on a first date?" Oh, that really depends on who's there. Yeah, it really does. I I will say I have accidentally flexed my power level way too hard when I was first chatting up this one girl. And she ended up still being down. So, I mean, I was talking about, like, I showed her a picture of myself in cosplay. And she was still down. So, if I can pull that off, I don't think it gets much worse. Like, I don't... I, I don't know like what is really more acceptable at this point in, um, you know, is it the general public to normies, if you will. Cause like I've talked about playing magic while on at a job interview, I've talked about, uh, doing street fighter tournaments with my boss's bosses, you know, like everyone seems to be just kind of cool with like, wow, that's interesting. And it's fine. But Wearing clothes, I think, is a completely different thing. Because if I wear... Nikki has this Love Life shirt, and it's just this oversized print of just this giant, big, tinny anime girl. I would never wear something that (laughs) obvious. Uh, I would never wear that, nor would I wear steampunk in person. Could you imagine going out on a first date, the person that you're sitting across is dressed in steampunk? Just got mad cocks for no reason. It's like you're sitting at a bar and they've got like this long ass corn cob pipe style thing, but it's brass. Yeah, and it's their vape. Oh God, (laughs) Doug, I couldn't do that. And then what else is there? Uh, I mean overdressing uh in any nerdy way like if your dress is like a starfleet commander or some oh, shit no way or you're dressed like a space marine even like if you're going on a date at comic-con that's like too much just be a normal fucking person briefly. yeah um but if that's who you are let it fly yeah and i mean like obviously it's different if you're going out with an outspoken nerd like if you're meeting someone at comic-con who's in cosplay and you know you're just you just show up in board shorts and a tank top, then you look kind of out of place. Yeah. In comparison to them, so like, you know, you temper it for your audience, but yeah, I can't talk about like creating yo-yos with somebody. I, there, there was a girl that I went out on a date with who feigned interest interest in like something that I had learned about recently, which was creating bitters. Yeah. Uh, I learned how to make bitters, and I forgot uh, very quickly. And 
and she like feigned interest in that and like the history of rum, which I got into for some fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, how are you even listening to this? This isn't even that interesting. And she's like, no, it's not. And I was <laughs> just like, well, that's probably as far as I can go on most dates. I can't, I'm not going to talk about the, um, 6,247 page document that was compiled by an AI that Electric Boogaloo put me onto oh, with a 94 page uh, table of contents. About what? It's about machine learning. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it was compiled by an AI. I don't think it was written by it, but like, I'm not going to talk about. Well, I guess I could talk about that. You talk about the concept of it rather than like the, the contents it, of the book. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not I can't talk about a lot of shit. I'm not going to talk about like what I think the MCU is going to be like, oh, like God. next year or yeah, whatever. Yeah, a lot of this stuff like I'll talk about it, but it, I'm not going to bring it up. You know, on a first date, I'm going to be just doing general getting to know you kind of stuff. And if they ask, "Oh, do you like superhero movies?" and like if that's where the conversation goes, that's where it goes, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop a good time. Yeah. But I will, uh, not bring it up on my own. Exactly. Like, like, I, if, if she doesn't ask me about anime, I'm not talking about anime. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Admitting that you even know what it is on the first <laughs> date is a big no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> Depends on who you're going to go see. Yeah, no, you. It's it's really just reading the room. But I mean, yeah, it, I would never bring up a lot of things. Yeah, just because I mean, I see no reason to talk about half this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's real shit, though. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for writing into the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Was that the last question? That was last. Awesome. All right, cool. Um, a few announcements. Uh, I'll get the names for the patrons for next episode. I forgot to do it this week. Yeah, uh, because you know who you are. I, I always do. <laughs> uh, thank you, actually, all of you for rocking with us for so long. Yeah. Hey, if you want to join the patron, pay, pay, Patreon, do so. Do yeah. it. We've got a lot of good shit on there. We're still doing those commentaries for the MCU in the run-up to Avengers Endgame, which comes out in, I think, two months three months that soon? Three, no it's i not. feel like it's in may it might be april may i know i know spider-man far from home comes out before that does um or after it yeah comes i was gonna say there's no after. way yeah and that's uh that comes out in early may i want to say uh yeah endgame is april 26th in the u.s oh okay. that's directly that's almost a year to the day after uh infinity war oh that's cool yeah and uh far from home is july 5th oh july 5th okay that's my bad i thought it was may 5th i was like god damn that would be way too soon that's like a week after (laughs) you gotta let it cook you gotta let it breathe dog uh yeah um we're still doing those commentaries uh night school will resume eventually i just haven't gotten around to writing what i'm gonna say yes i'm writing it oh i don't want to just wing it i can though i can i definitely yeah, can yeah. but i want to do research uh so i've been re- doing a lot of research i even started following a bunch of car magazine stuff again wow yeah uh but anyway that's gonna come up the new show is gonna start probably uh somewhere in the summer we have to record a bunch of 
practice episodes, kind of get a feel out for the show. Yep, it's going to be different. Yeah, we want it to be uh, better than this show. Like, yeah. A lot better. Bless you. I'm allergic to improvement. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that new show, uh, it's going to be the spiritual successor to Heavyweight Delicious. And we're working on that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. And, I've been Chet. Uh, and you can join us on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. Follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. Uh, you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. And you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours podcast and groups slash Real Nerd Hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. And I encourage all of you to subscribe to the Patreon. If you're hearing this right now, subscribe to the Patreon. It's good. You'll like what's on there. If you like this. You get more of it. And we'll, you know what? I should probably do these this at the front of the show, so yeah. people are forced to. No, I I need to put it in at random spots in the show, uh-huh. so it's harder to fast forward through. It's no patterns. Okay, Zalora, you're getting your wish. You're getting the ending theme that we used to use. That old music. There's a reason why I stopped playing it. <laughs> um, so, all right, here you go. See you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>